stop whatever you're doing, take a breath, and ask yourself, what is my one next step? Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I've got the pleasure of being joined by Ludovic Bouillier, um, nice. the, uh, <laughs> the founder of the Good Life Manifesto. And he's a traveler, and he's uh, got birds. He's a flock leader. The, I took a look at the Good Life Manifesto website, and it's all about improving different areas of your life and finding your happiness, because your happiness is different than anybody else's happiness. And I really like the idea of that, and I think that uh, Ludovic can probably tell us a little bit more about uh, that sort of thing. But uh, welcome, Ludovic. Nice to have you here. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. And you? I'm doing fine, thank you. Good to hear. So, before we get started, let's uh, just chat a little bit about the Good Life Manifesto. What what um, initiated, sure. what uh, brought you to it? Um, so, okay, the um, I'd always wanted to do something. In my lifetime, yeah, I've experienced many lifetimes, many ups and downs along the way. And I'd always kept notes of everything I was going on, you know, um, keeping track of what works, what doesn't, as I was building myself, you know, back up whenever I fell down. And I didn't have it as a, as a, as an idea of doing that one day. But ultimately, I said to myself, uh, this was a few years ago, maybe I should, you know, put it all together. But the idea didn't really, it didn't really, you know, stick in any way at the time. I was too busy with other things. Um, and two years ago, there was something in my life that happened which was fairly traumatizing. Um, so I dropped everything I was doing and I started traveling full time. Um, after about six months of that, um, of me spending six months just in a bathing suit in Cyprus on the beach, um, sailing around the island, you know, from the Turkish side to the Greek side and back. I should not say that that's actually illegal to do. Um, <laughs> We have these laws about between the Greeks and the Turks there. It's really, really bad. Um, but after about six months of that, on my birthday, I was thinking about everything I'd written down. I was writing down some more notes and I called up a friend because all of a sudden I had this great idea. I said, I just figured it out what I need to be doing. He said, okay, what is it? I said, the good life manifesto. And this is what we're going to do. And it just came, you know, all of a sudden. Um, so, that's pretty much, I mean, it came after years of tracking and then a bit of a trauma and putting it all together. Wow, that's, a, that's so, quite a story. Yeah. And it has a little bit of time in a bathing suit on a beach. I mean, that's nice. <laughs> I'm not really sure that that was the good part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. But yeah. Probably key into things like that. Okay. So I see... In the, in the manifesto, you go into all the different areas. There's personal development and finances, mm -hmm. health and fitness. Um, mm -hmm. have you, do you have 
other people that help you in all those areas as far as um, oh god yes absolutely i am definitely not an expert in uh in everything uh, i'm not an expert maybe in most things there is one thing that i know very well and the rest uh, you know i don't think you can anybody can say i know how to live the best life possible absolutely not um so i have two people who do the health and fitness okay and if you look at them and if you see the way they eat and the way they live their lives you understand why they're the ones who do that um i have someone who used to be with me and also separately i know him from my days in finance um he worked he has worked with banks he still does uh banks and institutional uh institutional level of finances also so things that the normal investor wouldn't see ever um so his the way that he sees things in finances is something that is eye opening for most people i think and he has taught me a lot um obviously my mother was very uh money savvy when i was a kid so i learned a lot from her i will say that uh the personal development part is mine that's you know um with everything i've gone through that i keep as mine and i'm always happy to learn more but that i keep as my little niche Nice, very nice. One of the things that I try to do for my listeners is come up with ways to address the problems that I'm sure they're going to run into as they move into retirement, as they try to build a life that's suitable for them, that, that focuses on everything mm-hmm. that, that they want to do. And one of the things that I found is that um, a lot of people decide they want to be an entrepreneur, for example, but their significant un- other isn't really on board with that they're not following that dream they don't see the the same same thing and do you have some advice that you could give for people who fall into that category um absolutely so one of the issues also that a significant other may have in regards to entrepreneurship is the risk the risk of the time that's put in um the risk of the money also you know it could it, it, most startups do not succeed most businesses do not succeed that's just the, the truth of it no matter how good you may be there is always an element of luck um so one of the good ways that i've worked with some clients in regards to getting a spouse who or a spouse or significant other who may not exactly be on board is to not drop anything that you're doing right now okay and just say you know what define a, a certain budget okay instead of it being beer money or whatever money yes uh dress money whatever it may be just say you know what this money will go towards the business that i'm setting up and if within 6 months 12 months whatever okay it does not work i drop it and this goes back to being beer money okay and most i won't say all because it's never all uh but most other halves will accept that as a risk um as long as you can also define hours meaning instead of saying I'll work all weekend and all night you know every day most people that's not the type of relationship that they want let's be honest <laughs> so limit also you know saying okay I'll work at this you know 2 hours a day or I'll work on it on Saturdays and not on Sundays um defining these limits financially time wise everything is the best way that i seem to be able to compromise you know being able to try a new business but also not causing problems uh financially to others with your significant other right that sounds uh, sounds reasonable i think for most people probably what uh, i would say so 
what would you uh, what would you say though if someone came to you and, and you gave them this advice and then mm -hmm. they said but you've just said that most businesses don't um don't survive but it needs time yeah. i mean um how will i know i mean if i only give it six months or a year how will i know if i'm giving up at the wrong point so and here's a problem that since we can't ever know the future it could be that if you continued you know five years it might all of a sudden work but that's not the question it's just like with investing okay with investing you need to say to yourself okay i'm willing to accept this much loss if it reaches this point i'm out okay now and this is actually one of the most painful lessons i learned because i was in finances for a while as a, a sales advisor yes but in the financial industry and i wanted to learn you know by myself what they were doing so i started investing stupidest thing i've ever done by the way because that is definitely not my forte um but it taught me a lot and the guy that was teaching me said to me you know you need to do stop loss and if you reach that point you can't say to yourself oh i'll just wait a little bit longer you know maybe if i wait a little bit longer it'll turn around no and i remember the most painful day because i lost a lot of money on that day it reached the point that I had defined as my stop loss. And as painful as it was, I triggered, you know, the, the exit. And I was doing it manually so that I would teach myself to be disciplined, by the way, right? Um, though the best way is to do it automatically, but I wanted to learn the discipline and the pain of it. I exit the trade and literally less than a minute later, it starts going all the way back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And I, I, oh my God, I literally lost about $20,000 at that point. Okay. And that is painful, very painful. I was very young at the time. And I said to the guy who was teaching me, I said, you know, if I'd waited just a few more minutes, he said, no, because this time you lost. But next time, you know, it would have continued to continue, like to go on its way down. And it's the same thing with how much time you're willing to invest in a startup. It could be that if you continue, you know, for five years, yeah, it'll succeed. But are you willing to lose that those five years on a maybe? Maybe yes, maybe no. But you need to define what is your maximum stop loss insofar as the time that you're willing to invest in whatever business you're setting up. Okay. So then what would you recommend that someone do in planning the business so that they can prepare for that and, and set a, a decent or a reasonable timeline for their stop loss? Since uh, personal circumstances. Uh, individual circumstances because it, it depends do they have another job do they have another source of income uh, do they have a significant other <laughs> you know uh, as a single person there is a lot of things that you can do that you can't if you're in a relationship um, because you don't need to convince someone else to agree to it you just need to decide that you're doing it yourself uh, so it depends on many many things but financially the best way to set yourself up for a possible loss is to know that you have saved up enough expenses for a the time that you know you're giving yourself as a maximum time and an additional 50 percent i mean if you gave yourself a year you need to have enough money for that year and an additional six months okay because at the end of that year you'll you know you'll have other things that will come up all of a sudden you'll have emergencies that come up Okay, I'm young and I had a medical emergency not too long ago that took up, you know, uh, savings. So when you're setting up a business, 
those emergencies can be in your personal life and in your business life also. You may have all of a sudden something that you really should invest in for the business. Okay? And you can't do that unless you have money set aside. Um, so that's number one. Number two, before you even start, you really need to have your financial set up in order. Okay, You need to have your budget well defined for what's personal, what's business. Um, you need to have your timeline so that you don't, you know, emotional burnout. Don't spend every waking hour on the business. And be emotionally ready. I mean, during that time, it's just like with the financial stop loss when you invest. During the time that you're in it, don't think that you might ever touch that stop loss. So don't think that you'll reach that one year, you know, and say, there is a chance that I'll lose. Don't think about it. During that one year, you are 100%, I will succeed. Okay, 100%. But when you reach that one year or whatever the limit was, that's the point where you need to say, okay, turn it off with no questions asked, no matter how close you may be. Well, that's it, yeah. That'll be tough, I it think. It is, it, it is. But the beautiful part is that, you know, you can always start something else or you can always go back to your significant other and say, look, maybe I'm wrong, maybe just an additional three months. You know, I don't recommend that, depending on how close you are, of course. I mean, if you're just one week away from your next, I mean, but, you know, you need to be flexible also. Let's, uh, I don't recommend doing that ever because that additional three months can, will turn into an additional three months and additional three months and additional <laughs> three months. You know, that's the truth. I would just recommend you've learned a lot during this one year or whatever time you gave it. Try something else if you really want to set up your own business. And that's probably what a lot of people would do if they, if they proceed along that path and they're truly an entrepreneur. As soon as they decide one yeah. thing's not working, they're going to try something else. Exactly. And that's okay. Just don't try the same thing, you know, your entire life if it's not succeeding. That's that uh, definition of insanity, right? Keep doing the same thing, hoping for different, <laughs> different results. Exactly. Exactly. So if there was maybe one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is starting out a journey and, and is looking to be happy while they're doing it without, you know, too many stumbling blocks, what's that piece of advice that you would give them? So it's two things, actually. It's divided in, uh, it's one thing that's divided into. Um, first of all, most people don't breathe. Okay. Whenever we make an effort, it's it, physically, we stop breathing. Even if it's just for a second, but we stop breathing. Uh, and I studied a Russian martial art, Sistema, where they would teach you just to continually breathe. Okay? You, you take in the breath, obviously, you know, that there's that little pause at the end. But that's it. But continually breathe. And when you start doing that, you notice that there are so many times throughout the day that you stop breathing. And that's not good because it teaches your body to be stressed, you know, to be tense. That is never, ever good. So first of all, pay attention to your breathing and just breathe. It makes a huge difference um, in your quality of life. The next thing is people are going to have these five-year plans or three-year plans. We have no idea what's going to happen in the next month. Okay, I mean, the next day is hard. We can't know. Things may happen. You never know. So something that my mother taught me, whenever I would start getting the, because I had anxiety as a kid, whenever I would start to get, you know, too much into, like, the forward, okay, I don't know what to do six months from now. You're from now, she's like, oh, hold on. Stop. Just tell me what's your next step. One step forward. That's it. 
don't plan a year. Don't plan, definitely not go for three or five. Have a vision of where you want to be, but not like your detailed plan of, you know, every single step because we have no clue. Uh, so just stop whatever you're doing, take a breath, and ask yourself, what is my one next step? That's it. The, the, the relief and the, the levels of, I mean, the relief will go, you know, you'll feel just the weight off your shoulders when you do that. That's brilliant. I, I really think that that's true. If you just remember to breathe, that's very important. And just take that one, one step, yeah. do that one thing instead of worrying about what you're going to do five or six steps or five or six days away. Exactly. Exactly. That just that one thing. And absolutely. And as things move forward, you know, you can look at the at more steps forward. But just whenever it's starting to become a little bit too much, just stop everything. Don't ask yourself about what's, you know, in the future. Just what's the one next thing that you can do. Stop at that. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you very much, Ludovic. I, uh, I think that's just about all the time we've got for today. I want to thank you for being here. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Cool. Thank you. If you're interested in finding out a little bit more about how to find happiness for yourself, you can visit Ludwig's website at thegoodlifemanifesto.com. That's our show for this week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm your host, Jackie Doucette. If you liked what you heard, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, review the show, and leave me a rating. It helps move up in the ranks and reach more people. If you've got any questions or comments, drop by www.beyondretirement.ca and leave me a short message. Thanks again for listening, and I hope we'll see you next week.